Welcome to the Nourished Woman podcast, hosted by yours truly, Gabby Worsrink, holistic nutritionist and passionate women's health educator. Together on this podcast, we are going to open up the conversation around hormones, holistic healing, relationships, self-development, and everything in between, so you can feel empowered, educated, and ready to take your health and life into your own hands. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a good weekend. I had my first weekend back in our house since we had a small fire, February 1st. Um, this whole month I has been a blur, honestly. I feel like I've been just challenge after challenge thrown at me, honestly. I'm trying to be hopeful and positive. Um, and I know from here on out things should be good, but it's been a struggle. So February 1st we had a little fire in the house. Luckily we were okay, the dogs are okay, and the house is okay. But I had to use the extinguisher um and there was like pieces of paper that had kind of flown around that were on fire so I had to literally run through the most like not the whole main floor but just like from the back door over to the front of the house um with the extinguisher so it makes a huge mess honestly and there was some smoke damage so um we had to get a lot of stuff taken out of the house all of my mom's clothes that were in her room had to go out because of the smoke and the dust her mattress had to be replaced. Uh, luckily, our couch just had to get cleaned. Carpets had to get cleaned. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of damage. Um, there was some stuff that had to be replaced. And we had to be out of the house for two weeks, which really sucked. Um, we were at two different Airbnbs that were not great. The one was really, really bad. It was definitely a catfish situation. Um, and then we were at two family members' homes. So we were just like living out of suitcases and kind of going from place to place. And it was a little stressful and a little tough. But we did it. We got through it. And, um, I have a newfound appreciation for firemen. Like I have a cousin who's a fire, a volunteer fireman. And I've always been like, I don't know how these people do this job because it's, they're just, they're risking their lives and they are constantly like going into like fires and accidents and things that are really terrible. Um, but I have a newfound appreciation because you have to act quick and you know, this wasn't even like a full on fire. It was very small and contained, but it's scary. So, Yes. Um, anyways, moral of the story is though, is have extinguishers in your house. They can literally save your house, even though it makes a huge mess. Please have extinguishers in your house. We had one in, inside of our house and we also have one in our barn. Um, but I'm going to get some more and I'm going to have one like specifically in the kitchen, like one upstairs, one downstairs. I think it's just really important. Um, and have a fire escape plan too, like in your bedrooms, like make sure like you can get out of your bedroom if there was a fire and you couldn't get down the stairs. Um, I have to get a ladder for our bedroom because our uh, window just is two stories up and it goes just um, into our driveway. So it's just like gravel. Um, so just make sure you have a fire plan and make sure you talk to your family about what would happen if there was an emergency. Anyways, enough of that little rambling. Um, I wanted to do a Q&A about cycle tracking, fertility awareness method, temp drop, all that kind of stuff, because I feel like it's a topic that is, I mean, it's talked about if you follow a lot of like fertility awareness people, but I feel like in general, we don't talk about it enough. And it's something that I'm really passionate about because it changed my life. It changed my health, the way I look at things. And it also has changed, um, you know, my relationship with my partner and just how I'm able to go about living, you know, and understanding my body and my fertility, um, fertility, my fertile window, all that kind of stuff. So first question that I got was, I'm not in a long-term relationship. Can I still do fertility awareness method? And yes, 
totally 100% you can do this I think there's a misconception that this method is used when you're in a relationship and you are either trying to prevent pregnancy or conceive and that's kind of like your goal together but this is something you can totally do on your own you do not need a partner to do this method and Honestly, I would recommend it, especially if you aren't in a relationship yet, because you can really get to know your body and understand your body, and then you can share that with your partner and get them involved once you do get into a relationship or whatever it is that you decide to do. Um, but it can really be used at any stage in life. It can be used if you never want kids, if you're single, if you're in a relationship and you want kids, but just not yet. Um, if you are wanting a baby soon, if you're not really sure what you want, or if you just want to focus on your health and just improve your hormones and health, this is a great way to also do that as well. So you can really do it for multiple reasons, for preventing pregnancy, for conceiving, and for health reasons. Um, I find it's a really flexible method. This is why I love it so much because it's not just like taking a pill every single day, shutting off your hormones, shutting off your cycle, and then all of a sudden scrambling around trying to get your health in order when you do want to get pregnant. Um, it's very flexible because you can do this for years and years as you know, um, a health tracker and as preventing pregnancy. And then as soon as you want to get pregnant and start trying, it's going to help you. And you can just kind of do that as soon as you want. You can do it really fast because you've already been tracking your cycle and your ovulation and you know it's just it's there so it's all the tools are there for you to use so it's not set in stone it's very flexible and it's really great for any point of your life so yes it is good for anyone if you're single or in a relationship the next question that I got was uh, after tracking for a while I've noticed symptoms around ovulation or post ovulation why is this happening Typically when we see any symptoms come up, there's definitely an imbalance there. So when it comes to ovulation symptoms and symptoms after ovulation or before our next period, that really leans towards estrogen dominance and low progesterone. So you can still ovulate and just not be getting enough progesterone. Um, progesterone actually comes from our corpus luteum. So when we ovulate, the egg comes out of this sac and the sac is called the corpus luteum. That's what comes after the egg is released. And that corpus luteum is going to remain there for the second half of our cycle, for our luteal phase. So during this phase, that's where we're going to get our progesterone from. However, if that corpus luteum is not healthy and it's not really sufficient, it's not going to produce optimal amounts of progesterone that we need to help balance out our estrogen. So you'll see a lot of symptoms like mood swings or disrupted sleep, um, you know, bad periods and um, migraines, headaches, things like that can really pop up that are more of like a cyclical symptom. And that can definitely be related to estrogen dominance or poor estrogen detoxification combined with that low progesterone. And I'm actually going to be having some topics about progesterone next week. It's going to be kind of the theme of the week. And then we will be talking about estrogen um, and its detoxification and environmental estrogens the week after. So I'm really excited to dive into that because I feel like we're going to cover a lot of stuff and it might help you get more answers to this if you kind of discover and dive into that more. Um, but I would recommend that you look for vitamin C, really boosting that up. So whether you're eating citrus fruits, um, berries, or you are getting a whole food vitamin C supplement. So you really want to avoid ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid is a synthetic form of vitamin C. It's typically from China and it is sourced from corn and it's not the same as vitamin C. It actually depletes our vitamin C levels in the body if we take that, especially over a long period of time. And it 
affects our thyroid function, which is our metabolism. And that affects our gut, that affects our mood, affects our hormones, ovulation, all of that sort of stuff. So you really want to make sure you're getting a whole food vitamin C. I love acerola cherry powder. I get it from Perfect Supplements. It comes in a really nice glass dark bottle. And I use about a quarter teaspoon of that every single day with my orange juice. And it is awesome. So that's a great way to help do that. And the reason why vitamin C, I don't think I mentioned this before, but vitamin C has been found in really concentrated amounts in the corpus luteum. And the higher the vitamin C in the corpus luteum, the more progesterone that person has produced in a few studies that have been shown. So I think it's really awesome. I'll link that down below. Um, that's pretty cool that vitamin C is so concentrated in that specific area. So it really kind of pinpoints that it has something to do with progesterone and is important for that production. Uh, next thing I would do is a raw carrot salad. I have the recipe in the GB Collective in the membership, um, but essentially the carrot it acts as a fiber um, and it helps bind to the estrogen and make sure that you're regular and you're pooping out that estrogen and it's not recirculating in your gut. Blood sugar management is really important as well, making sure you're getting protein, fat, and carb at every single meal, and that you're eating every three to four hours, you're not going too far between meals. Um, also including a lot of nutrient-dense foods, especially animal fats like butter, duck fat, um, ghee, bacon, eggs, uh, egg yolks especially, uh, beef, organ meats, oysters are all really good sources of minerals and uh, fat-soluble vitamins that are going to help with blood sugar management and also with just nourishing your body. And when your body is nourished and getting all of the minerals that it needs and all of the fat-soluble vitamins, it's able to feel safe and it's able to produce progesterone and have a healthy ovulation. And you're able to get all of those nutrients that are needed to create a healthy egg and a healthy corpus luteum. Um, so those are the things I would do for sure. And again, like I said, I will have more info coming out next week with our progesterone topics and our estrogen. Next question I got was how does, how long does temp drop last and is it worth it? So I actually just had a ambassador call with temp drop because I'm an ambassador um, with them and they did a really great comparison chart that shared the costs of the temp drop versus a lot of other popular ones on the market. So like there's the Myra, Mira, Ava, and the Obisense. So the first year cost for the Myra, I don't know that one. I'm not very familiar with it, but it was $735. Ava, which I believe is that little bracelet, is $309 with a 12-month refund guarantee. Obusense is $279. And Tempdrop is $209 with a 12-month refund guarantee. However, if you want to get a Tempdrop at the cheapest price with no refund guarantee um, and just the basic Tempdrop, it's with the sale on and my discount code on top, there was a Valentine's sale last week. They have them periodically. So you guys keep an eye out for the sales. They're typically 20% off and then 10% off with my code. Um, you can get it as cheap as 120, around 120 USD, which is really, really amazing if you think about it um, to help you prevent pregnancy. Um, and then ongoing costs for these things, temp drop is $35.99. Um, if you want to pay for the subscription that the app that's premium um, but there are a three-month free trial and there is also a free option as well so you have that um, and you can also use other apps with temp drop so typically like I was using um, oh my gosh why am I totally blanking on the name of this one wow I'm blanking but I was using one before that was free and I recommend that to clients and I loved it. I, I found it was really, really great. Um, I will link it down below. The name is just totally 
not coming into my mind right now. Um, but I also love the Read Your Body app, which I don't know the cost of that because I did the um, Indiegogo funding for it before it started, before they um, launched it. And I think I paid 40 bucks, but I have it for lifetime for free. Like I don't have to pay a subscription. Um, and I also wanted to support them because I loved what they were doing with the um, Read Your Body app. But I believe it's a few dollars a month for that one. So there's always a free option if you don't want to pay for an app. There's always free options. So there's no ongoing cost. And really the only ongoing cost with a temp drop would be the batteries. So they're just like little like watch batteries that I have to replace. I think I do it maybe like once a year, twice a year. Uh, so again, it's like a few dollars for batteries. It's not bad. It's very easy to change it yourself. Um, but as you can see, some of them have a lot more of ongoing costs and a lot more expensive startup costs as well. Like some of them are up to 300 or $700. Um, but typically it's around two, $250 to $300 for these devices. And it's really quite expensive. Um, but TempDrop, I've had mine for three years now. I, I didn't get any of the guarantees or the insurance on them. I've had no issues with it. Luckily, my puppy hasn't eaten it or I haven't dropped it or broken it or anything. Um, but all I've had to do is change the battery on it and it's been amazing. So I spent, I don't know how much it was back then. I think it was a bit more expensive. Um, I didn't have any discount on, on it. Um, but say I spent, you know, $160 or whatever the regular price was. Um, that's what, three years now I've had it. And if you divide that up, into all of the months. It's a very, very cheap uh, form of birth control. So I always look at it too, like, you know, the cost of that versus having a child. Also, if you don't have health insurance, um, buying, paying for birth control, whether it's like pill or I don't, whatever other types there are out there, you do have to pay sometimes for some of them um, if they're not covered under health insurance or OHIP. So, you know, you're always going to have a cost when it comes to contraception. Uh, depending on the, the one that you choose, it's going to range in price. But again, you have to look at like, if you can't afford to have a child, you're going to have to spend some investment into contraception. And you're also going to have to um, invest in your health too. If you're wanting to improve your hormones, this is a really affordable and great way to track your hormones and also track consistently like how your body is changing. Are your temps rising because your meta metabolism is getting better um, and because you're improving your progesterone? Are you making sure you're ovulating? Are you, is your body nourished properly? Is your progesterone levels rising? Like all these things are things that you can track with um, fertility awareness method. And I think it's really, really useful. And honestly, it's priceless at the end of the day because it gives you so much insight and it's way better and way more information than going to get like a blood test from your doctor. That's a very small snapshot of your health versus tracking your temps and your cycles over years or months. So I um, think it's worth it hundred percent. And like I said, I've had mine for about three years now and had no issues with it. It's been great and I love it. So definitely think it's worth it. If you have any questions, um, message me on Instagram or if you're in the membership, message me on there. I get back to you a lot faster there. And yeah, I highly recommend it. I'll have the link down below to temp drop and you can use my code if you want. I'll have it all down there too. Next question was tips on gaining confidence in cycle tracking. Really with cycle tracking, it's going to take some time. So I just think it's all about time and experience and just the each cycle that passes, you're going to get more and more confident with it and always continue to learn as well. I love to follow fertility awareness educators. So I'll link some down below that I love, but the fertility awareness project is one that I really like. Uh, who's another one that I love? Um, 
Fantastic Fertility. Megan is who I learned from. I took her course. So you can definitely follow a bunch of um, fertility awareness educators online. I think that just continues to educate you because I always get reminded of little things or like little fun facts or tips or things like that that they share or just general education. I find it really, really helpful. Um, or read books. Books are great to read. Um, podcasts as well. There's always things that you can do and you can learn that are free or that are out there. You just have to look for it. And yeah, I think it really just comes down to time and experience and just continuing to track and you're going to get more and more confident. I am, how many years have I been tracking now? I want to say four or five years. I must be five because I went off. Yeah, I went off the pill it's been over five years. So I've been tracking for about five years and I'm a lot more confident now than I was when I first started for sure. So it's just going to take some time. Um, and the next question that I got from the same person was what is your routine around entering symptoms and hold on, couldn't see it and sinking temperatures. So my routine typically is I put my temp drop on before bed and I wear it all night and then I take it off in the morning and I will sometimes uh, sync it up right in the morning, but I've been trying to avoid my phone first thing in the morning. So typically I'll go down, do my morning routine, go eat breakfast, let the dogs out, have my coffee, come back upstairs, finish getting ready for the day. And I will sync my phone with my temp drop then. And then I'll enter any symptoms that I have so far in the morning. Um, and then I also throughout the day will track, track my cervical mucus, um, to keep an eye on that too. And then if I have anything that kind of pops up, I will just typically enter it right away. But I do know people that have like a notebook that they'll kind of jot things down in or they'll wait to, to add it all in later, like at the end of the day. But I like to do it as I'm going because I typically will forget if I just go about my day. Um, but yeah, that's what I do for symptoms. Obviously some cycles I'm better than others. I'll be honest with you this month. I was terrible with tracking. I did not wear my temp drop at all. Really. I think I wore it like twice so far this month. Um, when I'm recording this, which is the 17th today. So I've been pretty bad with that. Um, I also have been doing LH testing strips, so I'll do those. Now it's kind of a new thing. I've, this is my fourth or fifth cycle I've used them and I will start tracking and using those, uh, during the day. So typically in the middle of the day, I'll do it and I, will enter the results of those right away in my phone as well. But yeah, that's kind of my routine. I'll just try to enter the info as as quick as I can so I don't forget. And I use the Read Your Body app, which I can also link down below. I hope that was helpful. I know I don't have anything fancy that I use or do, but that's sort of my approach to it and how I do it. I also just did a cycle tracking must-haves post on the GB Collective, so I'll put it down below. But I just shared some of my favorite things that I like to use that help me with tracking my cycle and my symptoms for my health and also for preventing pregnancy. So yeah, I hope that that covered some questions that were helpful for you guys. I will definitely do more of these if there is more interest in it. I'm not an expert, just a disclaimer while we sign off here. I'm not a fertility awareness educator, but I have learned from them and I've read a lot and continue to learn on my own and just, you know, from personal experience I'm speaking from as well. So thank you so much for listening. If you feel inclined, please leave us a rating and review. You can now leave ratings on Spotify, which is really exciting. So I really would appreciate if you could leave me ratings. It helps me get exposed to more people. And yeah, 
Anyways, I hope you have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this, and I'll see you next week for a new episode.